This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. And we are coming to you once again over the fancy internet and hopefully finding you wherever you're living. Uh, We've been watching the statistics and seeing where people are listening from. And somebody is not good at keeping secrets because somebody has been telling somebody who's been telling somebody and people are starting to listen to us all over this wonderful country of ours. Uh, We're getting a lot of listens in New York City and Chicago and San Francisco and Dallas and Atlanta and it's just, um, it's exciting uh, to me to watch that, uh, that map just get filled with listener spots. Um, so thank you, uh, dear listeners who have been spreading the word. And this is your first time on board. We hope that you find it engaging and exciting because we certainly do. And uh, once again, if you've got a mess that has been turned into a message, we want to hear from you. So please email the show at info at messituppodcast.com. Or if you just want to say something to me like, hey, why don't you let uh, Biker Chick talk a little bit more, you can email <laughs> bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Or you can email me at bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. It is all very, uh, very fancy and wonderful. One of the things that I love about our show was uh, one of Christina's original uh, concepts for the show was the word of the week, the big word of the week. And this week she's been working on a massive paper for her, one of her classes. And so she's been dealing with big words. And so the word that came to me for the big word of the week this week is pedantic. And uh, pedantic is just... Bless you. Yeah. yeah thank you. Um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, a negative term that implies someone is showing off book learning or trivia, especially in a tiresome way. It screams bow tie guy. <laughs> so I thought, why don't we just go with pedantic? Yeah. And here's the funny thing. I, I, I like to, you know, I, I like to think that I've got a nice vocabulary and I can use words in a proper way, but, but actually defining them. Sometimes I want to make sure when I put it out there on the interwebs that I have the actual definition. So I like to look it up and read the dictionary.com type definition. So the first thing that comes up for pedantic is of or like a pedant. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's keep going with that. So the the definition for pedantic is a little pedantic in my view. Uh, Anyhow, the word of the week is awesome. Uh, You can give yourself some uh, bonus points if you can use that. Uh, Send it to me in an email. And boy, if I see it in a hashtag, that would be absolutely outstanding. So uh, you can use hashtag pedantic when you throw out hashtag tune in Tuesday this week it's actually going to be tune in Thursday uh, because <laughs> uh, I, I made a mess of the calendar and didn't get uh, this thing recorded so we will get ourselves back on schedule eventually it's just um, you know life happens and um, it is what it is uh, so thanks for patience thanks for sticking with us and hopefully it's worth the wait so um, today we're looking at uh, the the concept of um, trying harder. Uh, One of my uh, favorite authors and a guy that's always um, graced us with uh, a session at the CR summits every year in the summertime is John Townsend. Uh, John Townsend and Henry Cloud 
wrote the book um, Boundaries, and uh, they've also done many of their own books. But uh, this summer, John said something that I wrote it down, and it just kind of stuck with me, and it kind of fits in with where Christine has been writing this week, is this was his quote, try harder is a lie. Two-thirds of the Bible comes after the Ten Commandments. Try harder didn't work and doesn't work. Um, and that just, that kind of knocked me out because I too have been writing about that. Like just in the last uh, two days, um, I've been thinking about trying harder and, and living up to expectations. Uh, but it, it's, I, I, could, I couldn't agree more that it's a lie. Um, Absolutely. And, and it's part of the cause for part of my mess. I mean, it's not the whole thing and I can't blame it all on that, but, but I can say that, I have spent, and here comes another pedantic word, I've spent an inordinate amount of time trying to try harder and make that work. And it, it just, it never has. It's just made me, right. I guess when I try harder, I fail harder. Absolutely. I can attest to that one just fine. It's what I've been going through a lot lately. Trying to figure out what I could do to make things better. It sounds silly when I stop to think about it because there's nothing I can do to make things better. Nothing that I can put into place. Nothing that I can, you know, just just try harder at. Mm-hmm. None of that works. Now, if I were to flip it, when uh, you said, you know, you've been thinking, what could you try harder to, to make things better? Part of what I do is I get caught in a cycle of thinking what could I have done differently? What did I do to make things like they are? So what do I need to roll back? What, what, what videotape do I need to hit rewind and re-record over? What do I need to fix because of a mess right. that I've made? And that's, that's the one that really gets me even more than trying to figure out what I could do to fix things. It's what did I do to bring this about? Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's, that's legitimate um, self yeah. questioning but a lot of the time I, I i don't know if it's most of the time or not but definitely a lot of the time it's just a lie that that i'm trying to take on blame that i don't deserve i'm trying to take on responsibility for creating something because i want myself to be a failure and i think it's if i'm if i failed at something then that's the excuse for it being wrong it's not just something that happened and it's not anything that I should be able to fix because, well, I messed it up and it's just because I'm a mess up. So it kind of gives me an out, even though I don't like it, it gives me that out. It gives me that excuse to just say, well, there it is. There's Paul again. Right. So you were writing this week, a paper about um, Ephesians, Galatians, Corinthians, Galatians, Galatians, historical background of Galatians. That sounds scintillating. And if I knew what that word meant, I would tell you yes <laughs> we, or no. We can use it for a word of the week next time. Um, then I'll learn it. Yeah. Uh, so this is for one of your um, your classes in your uh, studies that you're doing right now. Which class is this that you're um, you're racking your brain around? This one is my intro to the New Testament class. Nice. And we had to choose um, from a New Testament book of the Bible. 
uh-huh. and do a historical background paper on it. Wow. There were some exclusions. We couldn't choose, you know, I think Matthew, Mark, or John, but we could choose Luke. So he had some exclusions what? that we couldn't do. What? What? And I What's up with that? Why, why can you do Luke but not the others? I don't know. I think because Luke's the brainy one. Oh, that seems it's a little pedantic to me. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I, I just randomly chose Galatians because it wasn't that long of a book of a, the Bible. Okay. So I figured if it wasn't that long, then it'd be easier to do the historical background. Did it, did it give you a different appreciation of the book and looking at it and, and taking a, a look at the history of it? Or did you focus so much on just Completely. the historical aspects that you didn't really focus on the content? No, it's, it's amazing to know the background of why Paul wrote it and what the, the situation was like that made him, you know, just so passionate to get this letter out and the circumstances that um, just drew him to it. It's pretty neat. And does that make you want to do this for more books? Or are you like, hey, it was cool, and I learned a lot, but thanks, but no thanks? I think, I think anybody who's trying to truly learn the Bible and um, why it was written, where it comes from, you know, should absolutely dive into the background of each book of the Bible. Yeah. Now, do I want to sit there and write a 12-page research paper on it? No. That's a different story. Yeah, that's a different story. (laughs) But yeah, that that knowledge, and maybe it's because I'm uh, a historian by schooling, um, my degrees in history, that I just love that aspect of digging in and seeing that. But I do think it's critical to understand where a person's coming from. My mom uh, oftentimes will come up with just some uh, out there commentary. And she loves to quote facts. And, and this is no lie. She had one time she quoted something to me. I said, well, where'd you get your data? And she said, it's in the National Enquirer. And that was her source of reference was the National Enquirer. And that's always the question that I ask her is, show me your data. Who said this? Where do they come from? And what is their qualification to speak on this topic? But it makes such a huge difference to know where a person's brain was when they came up with something, you know, where they, Absolutely. and when I look at my own writings, I think, okay, what was going on in my life when I wrote this? Does that explain why I might've been feeling more generous or more melancholy? Um, is it, is it a true reflection of what I really think? Or is it just a reflection of that brief moment because I ate some bad clams for lunch? You know, it, it, it's, it's a huge thing that I think we overlook because so many times I've been guilty of this and I, I, I know that I'm not the only one that I want to use the Bible as my, um, my proof mm-hmm. rather than as the source of my logic. I go to the Bible to try to back up my logic instead of going to the Bible to discover the logic and make my logic fit the Bible rather than the Bible fit my logic. So I'll cherry pick a verse. Right and say, oh, right. look at this, look at this. And, and I see, and, too, that we do it as, as Christians. I know a lot of people who can cherry pick verses from the Koran who have never read the Koran, but they just know the ones that will make it look the worst. And I'm thinking, okay, you could choose 
one or two verses out of the Bible that make us look pretty bad, especially if you oh, go absolutely. to Leviticus uh, or right. you know, things like that. It's you know, not necessarily the most peace-loving, friendly, kumbaya type of book you've ever read. Right. So we get guilty of that on all sides, I think. Absolutely, 100%. So if you were going to boil it down, uh, uh, Galatians here, what, what's the, 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 the nugget that you pulled out of your studies that you, you weren't aware of that was just like, the, was there an aha moment uh, in your studies or in the book or in the background uh, for Galatians? For Galatians, the one thing that just stuck out that is just reinforced is it's Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. Oh, wow. That'll mess me up. I was going to say it'll mess you up. I don't know if it, what it does you, but Jesus plus nothing. Man, I never thought of it. I always, you know, I will say, yeah, Jesus is the answer. But Jesus plus, okay, what? What do I add to it? I'm ready. Nothing yeah, equals and salvation. I, I steal that term from my old pastor. Chad at Sun Valley and Gilbert, um, he always used to say that, Jesus plus nothing. And um, in Galatians, their big thing is, you know, Jesus plus circumcision makes you a saved individual. It justifies mm-hmm. you. And um, so that's what they were pushing and making Paul freak out. You uh-huh. know, it, and so his, his passionate writing comes back with, you know, there is nothing outside of faith in Jesus that justifies you with God. That is the only thing. It is not, um, it is not works. It is not rituals or customs or, you know, or anything. It is your faith and the, the grace that is given through that that justifies us with God. Yeah, I think about and, uh, the crucifixion narrative and just that thief on the cross next to him he, he didn't get baptized on the cross <laughs> didn't get nope. circumcised on the cross he didn't eat any certain nope. food on the cross he didn't right. you know do any kind of penance on the cross he just accepted christ on the cross shablam jesus right. he didn't even have time for like the holy spirit wasn't there yet there yeah was nothing yeah it was simply faith in Jesus. Yeah, that is awesome. And that's mind-blowing to me when I truly stop to think about it because I try to add all kinds of things to Jesus. Yeah, from birth we're, we're taught, you know, if you just do this and the try-harder doctrine in America is, you know, I mean, yeah. that's what I was taught by my parents, not overtly, but just every undertone of every, you know, parent-teacher conference or anything like that was just, you know, you've got to try harder, you've got to achieve more so you can be something. And so I did that. I went and did the whole school thing and I've got all this education and I can't get a job at Walmart collecting carts. Um, it, it doesn't matter how hard I try. It's just, that's just the way it is. Um, well, that's a, I've, I've got two master's degree working on number three. I'm a stay at home mom. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you're, it's not you're, staying, you're, you're not a stay-at-home mom. You're just you don't go to report to a job in some business somewhere because <laughs> I know you. Your kids are running you all over the place because you're running your kids all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Stay-at-home mom yeah. is, is a clever saying we say to make ourselves feel better. But stay-at-home moms aren't just eating bonbons. 
it was so funny because I went to the allergy doctor for three hours the other day. And he's like, do you work? And I looked at him and said, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And he kind of chuckled. He's like, oh, I get it. I get it completely. Yeah. Wow. I don't get vacation days. No, no, no sick days for moms. Nope. Well, I'm, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm looking at the old clock on the wall. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it tells me that it is time for another one of our, our tried and true favorites here on the mess it up podcast, which is the big, so what it's the song of the week. And, um, this week I, I have a new song that I haven't even heard it on the radio, but it's a new album that came out and I'm just really excited about this album from this guy who I used to dislike a lot. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about it more when we come back after the break. But right now, just want you to hear a little bit of um, a song called Scars off the brand new Toby Mac album called The Elements. So take a listen to this. Enjoy. And we'll be back on the other side of the break. Cuts so deep. Try and remember No sequel, we all broken people. The only road to found is lost. Oversimplifying, ain't no shame in trying. Passion never counts the cost. Now you won't take my phone calls, you won't text me back at all. I just wanna see you. I can't stand to see you go. Yesterday I missed you. Yesterday I played your song. I'm oversimplifying, I'm oversimplifying. Try and remember All right, you ready to come back in? Yeah. You want me to bring it in or you want to bring it in? Go ahead. All right, you ready for the radio voice? I am. Yeah, here it comes. So that's the new song, uh, Scars, off of Toby Mac's new album. And I'm guessing it'll be a, uh, one of the singles later on in life. But right now it's got it. And the thing that struck me when I heard this song, I, I was driving away from the prison on a Saturday in uh, my, uh, my ministry. And Bev was in the car with me and my wife. And we were driving to go to uh, a hockey game. And so I thought, I want to listen to this new Toby Mac album just dropped. So we... Um, we listen to it, and I'm driving through this town that's just a, a desert town. It's, it's kind of like I call it a color forms town because nothing really matches anything else. It's just like there's a whole lot of different going on in Cal City. Hmm. So my mind was just sort of drifting. And I heard the, the chorus of the song, and typically that's where it gets me is, is the chorus. And Toby Mac's songs, he always writes great hooks. And so I rewound it. said, ooh, I want to hear that again. And so coming into the chorus, it says, when life cuts so deep, try and remember you, you're not alone. We've all been there. 
the scars come mm. with living. And I'm driving away from this prison, and I just had two guys ask me to, to help them find sponsors on the outside that would write to them on the inside so when they could parole, they can go somewhere and be safe and not get back into the mess. And right. they're learning about not... They're, they're learning about their scars. Uh, for so many of these guys, the scars have been... You know, that was their, their, their mark of manhood was like, here's what you do. You, 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 you're born and you start hanging and, and running with the wrong crowd. And then at some point you go to juvie, but then at some point you go to the big house. Now you're a man. And they're like wanting to just, you know, some of them are saying, okay, I've, I've accepted Christ. I need a different life. I want to shun all of that. And trying to get them to see, yeah, you don't want to go back and eat that vomit, but that doesn't mean to not look at those scars and to not let other people see the scars and not let people see the mess that's become the message. And I was just like, oh, man, this is a mess it up song if I ever heard one. So um, I decided to jump the gun on it and, and not wait until it comes out as a single, but just to, to throw it in here now because it just it did mess me up. And I can always tell when I have to back a song up and hear it again that that's something that mm -hmm. I want to you know, spend some time on. And, and that's what this song did for me. So uh, thanks for indulging me with a an unknown song this week. I threw this out at Christine. She's like, I, I've never heard this song before, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, one line that I was just reading. The only road to sound is lost. Yes. Found that one for a minute. Yes. Yes. And, and the next Thank one after you. that, oversimplifying ain't no shame in trying. But we're not mm -hmm. trying too hard, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just... I don't know. Toby Mac is, to me, I, like I said, I used to really not like him at all. But he writes such good hooks that he kind of got me with that. And then he just writes these simple word bombs um, yeah. that I love. You know, life ain't got no sequel. We're all broken people. Passion never yep. counts the cost. I'm like, man, man, it just, it, it, it got to me. It really did. And, uh, and still does. It's just... Um, it's not one of these Toby Mac dance along songs that I usually do. There's there's another one out here that we'll use later that that's a dancey song for me, but it's um it's a good one. Um and so uh so I really enjoy it. Uh, check out the new album. It um it's got a lot of good stuff on it as well. So I, I hope you guys like it. If not, here's what you do. Send me an email. <laughs> Tell me what song you'd like to hear for the song of the week. And if you do like it, if you've got some thoughts, I want to hear about that too. I want to make more of a conversation with you guys. Um, so uh, you can definitely uh, send in your requests and your thoughts and um, your feedback. We'd love to hear that. Uh, you know the email addresses. So uh, just use those and that would be outstanding. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, Christina, we're, um, we're talking uh, off line earlier about just the week that has been and uh, mm. I can I can just hear in your voice the exhaustion um, and I, I, I know that some of it's probably physical because you know the 24-7 but um, it, it feels to me like like a mental just drain as well and, and I don't want you to I'm not asking you to you know air your uh, laundry on, on the laundry. interwebs here, but I'm asking you, 
what do you do when you get into that spot? Because I'm not in that spot. And a lot of times I am. A lot of times I'm the one who's, who's got the Eeyore going and Christina's just, you know, like all chipper and bringing me up. Uh, but I feel a little flip-flop this week that I'm in a pretty solid, you know, headspace. Uh, what do you do? How do you, how do you get out of this? How do you, how do you get through this even? I mean, let's not think about get out. How do you get through? With my tribe, <laughs> mm. I would be lost without my people. Um, yesterday, I spent several hours on the phone because I'm going through a major transition in my life right now and going through some pretty major um, realization about um, how I handle things kind of why things are the way they are in my life right now, right now, where my relationship with God, with God has turned or turned away from. And so as I was talking to them last night um, and just kind of explaining that over the last year of my life, my relationship with God has really, really distanced. And where I was, firmly rooted in the contentment and peace that comes with surrender in Christ, I'm not in that place anymore. And where do I even start to get hmm. back to that place? Because I've built walls around my heart. My heart is a lot harder than it was a year ago in so many different aspects. And one thing that she shared with me, she shared with me the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, and I want to try and flip my papers over. It's written on the back of one of these papers. And she explained a prayer style, and um, it was basically, I went through the scripture of Jeremiah 29, 11, and read it one or two words at a time. And I thought about those words, and I thought about what the meaning of those words meant. And I meditated, and I asked God what he was trying to communicate through those words. Mm. And it was pretty incredible. So stopping and slowing down is one thing I'm not good at. And figuring out that I'm not receiving from God. I'm throwing things at him all day long. I like to text God all day long mm -hmm. with whatever's going on, but I'm not letting him fill me back up. What? I'm running from him. I'm running from everything else. You said um, that you're not good at, uh, I, I think, and, and t correct me if I'm wrong here, um, you said that you're not good at, at stopping and um, listening to God or waiting for God. And receiving from God. And what, why is that? I mean, and do you tell other people to slow down and just breathe and you don't do it? Or do you just not believe in breathing uh, and, and slowing down? Or what? <laughs> breathing is highly overrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm the guy, I'm the guy who tells people, you know what you need to do? You need to get quiet. You know, you need to, to be still. You need to listen. But I'm... Right. I'm creating all this noise because I'm afraid. I'm afraid to get quiet. I'm afraid to get still. Right. I'm afraid to slow down 
because I don't know what's going to be there. And a body right. at motion is easier to get moving than a body at rest. And so I keep moving. I can just, you know, the, the acronym of fear is, you know, forget everything and run or some other different <laughs> words. Um, right. And sometimes I just want to run. And if I'm already jogging, it's easier just to pick up a little bit of speed than it is if I'm sitting and listening to God. And now I decide, oh, it's time to run. It's too late. Where, right. where, where is it? For, is that you? Is that not you? I have a brain that doesn't shut down. It's in constant motion. Mm. And that can be a good and productive thing, or that can be a very detrimental thing. Hmm. I'm going through the process right now of trying to actually see a psychiatrist about um, ADD, ADHD. Because I'm figuring out that the fact that my brain runs constantly the way that it does is probably not like a lot of other people's brains. Um, and so figuring out what, I am so hesitant to use this word, what's a normal thought mm-hmm. pattern for somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or how other people think, how other people live their lives. It's, it's kind of what I'm going through right now is I just think it's normal to be at a hundred miles an hour all the time. Sure. And, and I don't know anything different because that's how my brain's wired. And I think it's a, a, I think I need to slow down because last night was a perfect example of that. As I was going through the scripture, so Jeremiah 29, 11 reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, mm-hmm. plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So I went back and I read all of Jeremiah 29. Don't ask me what it's about right now. I couldn't tell you. Um, but I read that first. And then I went through and I dissected this one verse, just a few words at a time. And so I started with, for I know, and broke that down. What does that mean? That means for God knows. God, God who is above, God is the seer of everything. He knows. He knows everything. He knows yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever in both ways. How infinite is that? What is the grandeur of his knowledge? And just broke that down and then, went to the next, the plans. He knows my map. He knows, he knows what is ahead of me. He knows all of it. He knows my choices. He knows the choices I could make, the choices I don't make, the situations I put myself in, what he is saving me from. He knows everything. And he has a plan for me. And, and then it goes into I have for you. So he has something lined out for me. He has a path. And, you know, I just got to walk that. I've got to be in that path. And then I looked up the word declares and looked up what the synonyms for that were. What, what exactly is the definition of declares? And I literally went through the scripture, probably took me 30, 45 minutes, just breaking it down word for word, understanding what piece by piece God is trying to communicate through this one scripture. Yeah. And it blew my mind, Paul. And here's, here's what's messing me up right now is just the beginning. 
um, that, you know, for I know, and, and that he, he didn't know it without taking some time to look at it, and it's my specific plan. It's not mm-hmm. the plans I have for y'all. It's the plans I have for you, Paul, for you, yes. Christina, for you, listener of the Mess It Up podcast. And that's yeah. crazy. Um, right. That he's got that for us in an individual way. And, and he's not just like, you know, yeah, I know it. He's taking the time to declare it. Yeah. You know, it's like, ooh, man. And, right. And when I got to the plans to give you, God has given me so much. Yet yeah. he still has plans on giving me even more. Yeah. As much as I don't deserve it, as much as I can't do anything to be worthy of that, God still plans to give me even more. Yeah. And just because you can't do something to be worthy of it doesn't mean that you're not worthy. Just because I can't do something, that because I can't, I'm worthy. I mean, that makes me even yeah. more worthy because it's not something I can do. It's something that God has chosen, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about it before on this show that worth is determined by whoever will give you something for something. And God said, I'm worth Jesus. Right. And, and he gave Jesus in exchange for me. Um, yeah. That's... And one beautiful thing that I often lose sight of because the world gets so cruddy sometimes around me especially just when I open my doors and let the world flood into my life and into my heart. Right. But God has plans not to harm me. It is not God's intention for me to suffer, for me to hurt, for me to experience those things that I put myself in a lot of times or that are just consequences of the world that I live in. But if I stop and look, that was not God's plan from day one. He did not want, you know, sin to enter the world. He created everything perfectly. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, God, why are you doing this? And it's not God doing it. Mm -hmm. He does allow things for his glory, but he's not like, hey, kid, watch me throw this one in front of you and see if you trip and fall (laughs) on your face. Yeah, this will be good on YouTube. I sometimes lose. Yeah, right. I lose on God too. Um, <laughs> I lose sight of that. I really do. I lose sight of the fact that God's intention for me is the best. He yes. wants me to have that hope. He wants to prosper me. And I get in my own way a lot of times trying to do God's job. Yes. Well, uh, once again, the old clock on the wall tells me that uh, we've been very long. And, and here's the thing that I find extremely interesting about this show. Christina, I don't really know how you do this uh, each week. Because what I've done this week is I've, I've noticed I've been more quiet. And <laughs> it's been incredibly difficult. When I stop talking, I notice that there's another voice in the room that is uh, the lovely biker chick uh, speaking. And then all of a sudden she's talking. I was like, okay, now I've relinquished the... Um, the talking ball or, or the pillow of words or whatever. And, and it's her turn and I just have to sit back and listen. And it hasn't been easy, but it's been amazing. 
Um, and uh, I'm apologizing to all the listeners for not giving Christina more chance to talk. Um, and I will do my best to give her more opportunities to uh, speak her wisdom uh, on this show because this is a team show. Um, couldn't do it without each other. She couldn't do it without me, and I couldn't do it without her, that's for sure. Um, so uh, thanks, Christina, and, for uh, for sharing. And bless you, Paul, because I've told listeners, I'll be quite honest and frank with y'all. I told Paul this week, you know, and last week, I think, just do it without me. <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I, you know, it's it's too hard right now biker chick needs a day and and he wouldn't he's like the show isn't the show without you and so thank you for honoring me in that oh absolutely appreciate it it is all of our pleasure we're all uh we're all better people for having spent the last half hour or so with each other um i am anyway and so if everybody else is uh I, i can't imagine how you wouldn't be listen Think about yourself right now. I want you to do a self-assessment as you listen to this, wherever you are. If you're driving down the road, don't close your eyes. Maybe pull off to the side. Be safe. But I want you to do a a real, honest self-evaluation of yourself right now. And I want you to compare it to where you were 30 minutes ago. Well, no, let's go 40 minutes because I know I've talked more than 30. So 40 minutes ago, if you are not better right now than you were 40 minutes ago, before the show started, if you're not better right now, I need you to email me as soon as you can at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com, and I'm going to give you five times your money back for whatever you paid for this show, which I'm sure is nothing, so I feel very confident about this money back guarantee. But I also feel very confident that um, we're all better for having done this, or else we wouldn't be wasting our time and uh, an effort on the uh, the internet. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for being you here and making up, it. By the way. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I I do what I can. Um, it's uh, it's our job. It's why God birthed us so that we could okay. bring just a little bit of smiles and enjoyment. Share the show with someone uh, that you love. Share the show with someone that needs it. Uh, maybe it's not a person you love, but somebody needs to hear the show. Somebody needs to to know that it's not about the effort that you put in. It's about the result that God gives us. God's doing the effort. You know, it's, I'm not the engine. I'm the passenger. Let God be the engine, and I just need to go where he's taken me. And um, yeah. Still listen, learning that lesson. Um, but I appreciate you guys being here. Um, if you've got ideas for the show, email them to info at messituppodcast.com. If you want to talk to me, you know it's bowtie at uh, bowtie guy. Sorry, bowtie guy at messituppodcast.com and Christina. Biker chick at messituppodcast.com. Yeah, we love your comments. We love to get uh, suggestions for word of the week, song of the week, um, and share it. Use that hashtag, uh, tune in Tuesday, and we'll see you again uh, next time we mess it up. Adios. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. I always love hearing whatever you're going to say at the end, and I always try to leave whatever it is. You know, it's a, bye-bye. Adios. Okay, see ya. All right, that's it. I, I love to let you have the last word. <laughs>